0: 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 All scripture is God-breathed and is useful useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's not the the text of the, the sermon this morning, but that's a good text. I, I was just, uh, we were over at the Christian school yesterday, and, and God is just doing some some great things at Jefferson County Christian School. And if you haven't, uh, if you missed the open house, uh, you, you need to to just kind of get your eyes and ears attuned to what God is doing there. But as we were looking through the classrooms, we, we noticed the, the different things, and uh, my wife and I, I, I taught school for Seven, eight years, Gloria's taught, how long? Yeah, she's taught a long time. (laughs) And uh, she was uh, doing special ed for a while. And and I I get back in the classroom and I look at all those letters and stuff. And and, and I I made a joke to somebody. I said, my wife was a first grade teacher. You know, and really a good first grade teacher. Because she knew letters meant something. And words meant something. Now, I tend to be a, a big-picture kind of person, generally speaking, but, but I have enjoyed, uh, as I've been looking more into the Word, as God has been saying, hey, it's your job now, Pastor Gary, to talk to these folks. And I begin to look into the, into the small print of, of what God wants to say to his people. And, and I see in this book... Church, where he continues, as, as that scripture says, all scripture is God-breathed. And I start to say, you know, as I look at these scriptures, I begin to say, you know, we, th- we can open these scriptures up and say, look at that phrase. And I want you to look at some phrases here this morning as, as we delve into a subject that I, I want to talk about and we're going to do it for a couple of weeks. And we're going to kind of extend the concept to tad. But I believe God wants to say to you, there is a place for you. There is a place for you. There is a place for you, and you never get too old, and you're never too young to find that place. And I believe God wants to continue... To to be strong, you know. Even as I was visiting with Phyllis yesterday, Frank, and uh, and she's over at the Laurels Nursing Home, and going home on Tuesday still, is that the plan? And uh, she needs our prayers. But interesting, you know that Phyllis she she takes every opportunity to preach. You know, I'm going in there to visit. I'm the pastor. You know I'm supposed to share stuff, you know, and so what does she do? She preaches at me, you know. She starts talking stuff, and 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 I I say, it's never too old to preach. It's never too old. You're never too old to to lift up this word and look at it for yourself, and then look at it and say, hey, there is something for my friends, and I believe God wants to reveal in us. You see. He wants the Holy Spirit needs and wants to work in our lives in, in an interesting and supernatural way. Now that was all free. Now let me start with the official part of this message. You know. As, as I try to understand how God is working in my life, you know and and we sit here in a in a nice church and it 's air conditioned sometimes it's it was a little bit hot, but we turned the thing down a little bit, so Linda wouldn 't fan you know i don't is that better now? yes, good, good, but you know we we sit in a kind of our little bubble sometimes we sit in our little bubble and 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 uh, we get clothes we got a car to drive and and but then we begin to look outside of our circle a little bit. We look at, uh, and, and Jacob helps us to understand what's happening in Estonia. And we see Bethany back from Korea, and we say, Wow, God's over there too. It's great to see you, by the way. Yes, yes. Uh, but, but it's interesting, because our, our circle gets to be a little bit bigger. And and we see a a city and a nation and a world that, in many cases, it seems like the whole place is going to hell in a handbasket, as they used to say. You know, I mean, we've got troubles everywhere. And we go downtown and we see crime and immorality and drugs and, and, and all over. There's financial situations. And then we begin to try to see how we fit into that. Where is my niche? Where does God want me to be? Where does God want me to go? And and sometimes we have all these little, I call them kind of like uh, little balls that we we are juggling. We 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 kind of are juggling over here, uh, uh, the kind of what I might call the God ball, a God uh, thing, uh, the ball that. Us, is that part of our life that 's our relationship with God, the personal spiritual life the church life, and so we 're kind of juggling that one just a little bit and then, then we have our family life and 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 we look at our our spouse and our parents and our children and our siblings and and i i 'm trying to you know i 've got my brother who's has got a serious cancer situation and and i I, I deal with that. That ball that I'm juggling and and then we have our our personal life. Our personal desires. Our personal desires to lose ten pounds. Our personal desires to get fit. To do this, to have a future, to have a job. All these things, that little thing. And then we have our community. What are we doing with the community? And what are we doing? We, we, we're trying to see how do we get involved with that. So we have all these these things that we're trying to juggle. And, and, and sometimes as we look at all of this stuff... And as we try to juggle the, the culture and the family and the personal and the God and the world and, and the, uh, the national situation, I think sometimes we begin to look at it through the wrong end of the binoculars. And, and we say our, our thoughts process this in a way that, that we think to ourselves, how does this affect me? How much time, in any situation that we have, how much time will this cost me? How much money will this cost me? How, how will this affect what is important to me? But I believe the big picture of the life that we live should start by refocusing the lens of our perspective. You see, the big picture of life doesn't begin with you and with me. That would be a good place to say, amen. "Amen." Okay, thank you very much. It doesn't begin with me. Doesn't begin with you. It begins, and it doesn't begin with searching within yourself. It begins with God. You see. Take a look at Ephesians chapter one, verse eleven. Let's see if we can get it on the screen for you. We may have to look at. Here it comes. And this is from the message, and it reads something like this. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, He had His eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose He is working out in everything and everyone. Let me read it again. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, He had His eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, He is working out in everything and everyone. That's... From the message. You see, church, we were born for his purposes and for his purpose. It it may appear elementary to you. You know, we, we oftentimes think, uh, you know, I, I know about God, I believe in God. But does that belief in God change the way we live? Is our lives is our priorities, is our calendar, our checkbook. Does it reflect that? Do we really believe you were born by his purpose for his purpose? J. Oswald Sanders uh, had a very interesting piece that I want to quote to you and, and have put up on the screen. Behind the scenes where we cannot see A divine, a hand divine, works the things that be. And brings to my path the scheme devised by the maker of earth who built the skies. But he leaves for me to choose the life he plants. Or to walk the way of self's demands. To build on the rock or the sinking sand. Powerful, powerful thought. And I think that one of the interesting is that third to the last line in my uh, way that it comes out printed on my page, but he lives for me to choose the life he plans. Now, do you you get what, what he's saying there? He is saying that God has this plan for you and for me. It's out there. It's there, but he's wondering if we will choose it, or if we'll kind of go on our way. Colossians 1.16 For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, everything got its start in him and finds his purpose in him when we start living our life outside of his direction, when the things that seem to be most important to us are our priorities, our possessions, our stuff that we get at Stuff Mart and Lowe's, our calendar, our checkbook, as I said, we soon begin to discover what, what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes. I think it's the second chapter. Uh, meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly, utterly meaningless. And I think the King James says, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. And isn't that the truth? That is how we view our world when we try to find purpose in ourselves. The search for the purpose in life has puzzled people people for a long time, for thousands of years. That is because we begin at the wrong starting place. What do I want to be? How many times have we heard that? What should I do with my life? What are my goals, my ambitions, my dreams for my future? And, and what I'm tr- trying to communicate today, church, and, and, and it's, it's, this is a constant kind of rebalancing of our lives. My life, maybe yours. That we need to come back and say, Hey, God, let me get back on track. Ever get lost in the woods? Or any place, actually. And uh, and and then you ask somebody, you know, I want to get to such and such a place. And the, the person, woman or man says, well, you go here, you go there, you go to that corner, go to that tree, go to this, that, to. You know, you can't get there from here you can't get there from here. And if that that would preach because I think sometimes in our lives church we can't get there from where we are positioning ourselves at this point. Now I can remember back we just just moved to uh, Steubenville and uh, and and Gloria and I were were needing to catch an airplane. And, and it was there was a couple of things that were all kind of connecting together, and we needed to get on that airplane. But, you know, Sharp, Gary, we don't want to talk to anybody. We just say, and this was a little bit before the, the new road, the new toll road got going, you know. So he says, I can hunt it up. I know Internet. I know computer. I know Google Maps. I will hunt it up. So... I got the Google. And it it started out by you know, I just typed in Steubenville and it said, take the right on to Brady, then go to Grenard, and then to Oregon, and then to Brady, then University Boulevard. Then turned to merge on to 22. Okay, I said I know where 22 is. Okay, I can make that. Now this, this is the actual page. And Emily's gonna put it up there. But but then It says, okay, get on 22 toward Pittsburgh. Entering Pennsylvania, 15.8 miles. That should have been my clue right there. Take the exit toward Bavington. Is that how you pronounce that? Bavington. Turn left onto Maple Grove Road. Slight left onto Steubenville Pike. Then sharp right onto Kramer Road. Slight right to stay on Kramer Road. Take the first right onto Raccoon Creek Road. Turn left in, onto Bigger Road, uh, State Route Four Zero Zero Two. Turn right onto Clinton Frankfurt Road. Continue on to U.S. Thirty. Now Leonard says he knows all those roads. Almost. Okay, but I'm not there yet. And I was actually trying to get to uh, Charlie Brown's Airport Place. You know. Okay. So then it says uh, from there turn left. This is this is direction number seventeen. Turn left onto Cork. Uh, Bocktown Road, State Route 3071. Continue on to Boktown Cork Road. Turn right onto East Cook's, Hookstown Grade. Turn right onto Hookstown Grade Road. Turn left onto uh, Flatterty, Flatterty uh, Road, Run Road. And then you're right there. Now, how many probably figured out that I didn't make it that far? Because we, were, we had like a 7 o'clock flight. And, and so Mrs. Holberg says we should be there two hours early. So when Mrs. Holberg says we should be there two hours early, we're going to probably be there three hours early. But this, this was in the middle of the night. And, and a lot of these roads, if you know, if you've ever tried to go to the Charlie Brown, they don't have signs. No, no, you're supposed to calculate how many miles. And and so somewhere along there, we were hopelessly lost. And uh, nobody was anywhere. It was quiet until finally we ran across this policeman. And the policeman, he began to say, oh, yeah, that Charlie Brown's airport parking. Okay. Okay. When the policeman takes a while to think this thing through, you know you're in trouble again. Now, you don't ever get lost with the big rig, do you? (laughs) Anyway, but but the the finish of this story is after the policeman said, now if you go down here, you're going to see this big tree. And, And you turn hard right there, and then you'll go down three stop signs, and then you turn left there. He said, why don't you follow me? (laughs) And I said, that sounds like God to me. (laughs) And you know, sometimes church, and if I can flip this in, hopefully, into the spiritual context, and then at the same time pull back a phrase that we talked about last week, where sometimes we can say to ourselves, I know. I'm right, and I will do it. Now, I tried that for a while, actually, on this trip, where I told the wife, I know, and I, I think I can get it. There's just one more curve, and we're going to be right there. But but I think we have to understand that we need to kind of go back. It would probably have been good for me to get back on 22 and try it again. But, but God is saying to us, church, that, that as, as we allow... God to come into our lives and allow the God of creation to give us directions. The center of the solar system is the sun. Not the earth. Early scientists just felt like the earth. Everything revolved around the earth. But that wasn't the case, was it? Everything revolves around our sun, at least our, our particular group of planets does. The center of our world, of your world, needs to be the sun. S-O-N. And not us. It is so easy to, to get our perspective, the way we look at life, the way we, we process things and priorities we begin. It's so easy To fall back into, it's all about me. When it's not. Even in the natural, it shouldn't be about us. How many love to have lunch with somebody that is obviously his life spins around himself or herself? They talk a mile a minute about everything they've done. And and girls that are dating... You've probably heard the rule. Ask him about stuff. You know, ask him about stuff. Let him talk. You know, but but so much of the time we, we can fall back, we can we can we can lose perspective and we can begin to see that and, and begin to think that everything important is going to be about how we decide and our priorities and what we want. There was a poet that wrote an interesting poem. Let me read it to you. You are who you are for a reason. You're part of an intricate plan. You're a precious and perfect, unique design. God called special. God's excuse me called God's special woman or man. You look like you look for a reason. Our God made no mistake. He knit you together within the womb. You're just what He wanted to make. The parents you had were the ones he chose, and no one, no matter how you may feel, they were custom-designed with God's plan in mind, and they bear the master seal. No, that trauma that you faced was not easy, and God wept that it hurt you so, but it was allowed to shape your heart so that... Into His likeness you'd grow. You are who you are for a reason. You've been formed by the Master's rod. You are who you are, beloved, because there is a God. You see, God put together every aspect of who you are for a purpose. For a purpose. He deliberately chose your race, the color of your skin, your hair, every other feature. Let me go back to Colossians 1, 16, and I want you to look at it again with me. For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, everything got started in Him and finds its purpose in Him. And and God is wanting to say to us, He's got a place for you in his heart. He has got a place for you. The God that created, the stars, the moons, all this, the intricate design of, of this, uh, this earth that we live on. The mountains, the valleys, the animals, the plants, all this stuff. And, and God has the perfect way, the perfect place for you to function in that environment. The place for you to do what you were made to do. Ephesians 1.11 It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. How many watched some of the Olympics? Now don't lie to me. Raise your hand. You had to watch some of it. It, it was cool. It was cool. And, and, and they say more people watched the Olympics this year than ever before. But you see some of these uh, Olympic athletes doing what they were meant to do. They went to London to win. Some of them won. And uh, some of them had what they used to call in the wide world of sports, the agony of defeat. Because they lost. But God tells us that we're in the race too. We're in the race. 1 Corinthians 9.26 I run straight to the goal with the purpose of Uh, with purpose in every step. I fight to win. I'm not just shadow boxing or playing around. You see, God has put us here. God has placed you here in this valley for a purpose. And it's powerful when you begin to understand. And there's a lot of people that they're just trying to get get by, maybe get just enough money in the bank so they can retire. You know, but I believe in a spiritual sense we can never retire. Phyllis Petro hasn't retired yet. She's still a preacher. And uh, and I think that is so so good. God has put us here for a purpose. You know, we saw some powerful athletes. And and you just your heart had had to go out for some of these. How many remember Gabby Douglas? You see Gabby was she cool or what? I mean, to tell you, to watch those, them do that stuff, you know, on the balance beam and the, the uneven bars and that vault thing, I think that's the name for it. Uh, and and this girl came to win. And she won. And Michaela. I think we've got a picture of her up there, Maroni, And... Uh, she lost some but she came and, and did well for the team and uh, I'm, I like volleyball myself and I saw these guys and I said man were they good the the, the girl uh, volleyball gals uh, Misty May and Carrie Walsh you know to, to see uh, how they functioned, they they were there. And God uh, you just it's a picture of passion and commitment. And the swimmers. How many remember the swimmers? Yes, there was the, the women's relay team and the men's relay team that did well, got gold. But they did their they got their gold, not with just a kind of a half commitment to that which they were striving for. They didn't uh, just go out on a Saturday morning and do a little bit of calisthenics like some of us do and call it good. It becomes a way of life. It, was, it would dictate how they would sleep, when they would sleep, when they would eat, and uh, what they could do and what they couldn't do. And they were striving for the prize. They were devoted to it, and now many of them, it's the end of the line. It's the end of the line. Some of them will go on and have endorsements and that kind of thing. But we were made, church, for God. We were made for His purposes and His fellowship, knowing we would be perfectly fulfilled if we aligned with the Creator that made us. Can I go back to Ephesians 1? Verse 11, and if you have your Bible, I'd encourage you to, to take a look at that again. And I want to just pull a couple of phrases and, and put them in boldface type for you if I, if I can. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Is that, is that amazing? It is in Christ that we find out who we are and and i i want to just uh, contend that until we allow that to happen in our lives church is until we become connected to the vine as as we are branches and we connect to that vine we begin to see who we are and and what we are living for long before we had first heard, long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, He had His eye on us. He had His eye on us. Now, do you believe what I said about 2 Timothy three sixteen? All Scripture is God breathed. Is this book true or not? I need a yes from everybody. Yes. If the book is true, If the book is true, then when he says he has his eye on us and has designs on us, he has his eyes on us. Now, once in a while, the the TV evangelists, bless their heart, and I love them, and they they do a good work. But they'll say something like, I love you. And I want to kind of yell back to the TV with respect, of course. You don't know me. I'm I'm Gary Holberg and Stuart. How do you love me if you don't even know? You don't know where that television program goes. And again, I say this with respect. And and sometimes we we look at that as and it, we see it happening, but but we have to understand in God it's completely different. You see, he knows us. It's not just a global thing. When God says God so loved the world, it's not just the world. It's the world. Tammy and Ben, and Tyler and Linda, Marie and Susan and Sharon and down the line and Carol and and God is saying that He has a place for you, and He has designs on us for glorious living. Now, can I expand that just a second? He has designs on us. He has designs on us. In other words, as that, that poem that I read earlier, he has the plans laid out, if we choose them. He has designs on us. And, and I think the, the challenge in our lives is, is to begin to understand where that is. God reveal it to me open the eyes so I can see it he has designs on us he has designs on you you and you and you and you he has designs and and the designs are not for our punishment the designs are not for for us to to have a slave life and have to do this or you know have to go to church 24/7 7 days a week assuming that that would be bad but uh, you know it's it's not like he's got to, 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 and, and we've got to pick up 25 bricks th- three times a day he has designs on us for what glorious for glorious living and, and if we can ever get our head around that when 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 we understand that when we follow God's template, things will work. Things will work. You know, we, we see a culture that says, oh, it's alright for me to to Facebook all kinds of weird things. And then we can't understand why our boss later on, our future boss, can find this up. Oh, I don't like that person, that doesn't seem right. We. And, and we, we do things that are kind of, and, and the, the druggy kind of people, you know, they, they say, it's all about me. I want this moment of, of fun. I, I want to have sexual pleasure. I don't want to link up or hook up or whatever they say nowadays. You know, because it's cool and it's fun and then I'll be cool. You know. Uh, but, but God has laid down a template that says when we follow that template, church, we will have glorious living. living. You see, before he first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone and you see when then it becomes when we start to flow in in the purpose that he has for us he starts to make the purpose in the big picture with with all the different people that are all following God's plan and God's purpose then it all seems to gel together and and God does a mighty work in us and Nick if you'd come up and uh, I'd like you just to bow your heads. Singers, if you'd come and join me too. We have a church. Uh, we have a choice, church. We have a choice. And it's for each of you to, to decide. It's for each of you to decide. You see, God has, has, is showing us in his word... It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. It's in Christ. It's in Christ. So we have a a choice. And and we can say, well, I'll I'll just go my own way, you know, and and I'll go to church. And, uh, you know, that'll be enough. Because... uh, you know, church isn't bad, but you know, I don't know about this 24/7 really, really full God's purpose and 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 allowing God to work through me at school or at work or in my leisure time and my recreational time. But I don't know about that. God understands. You know, I got to be human, and I got it my own way. I got to I got to please myself. But I believe God is wanting to. Say to us, as we find our place in Him, as we find our place in Him, what will it be? What will it be? What do I want? Will it be that? What do I like? What's my purpose? I want to live a life centered around myself because I want to have what I want. I want everything to be cool and fun. But are we going to say, I'm going to start. I'm going to start the journey. I'm going to start the trip to, to the airport on the right road and I'll follow the word all the way. Not Google. Not the internet. Not what my friends say is fun and cool or my cohorts at work. God wants to say to us, we can be different. We can stand tall in the kingdom. We can stand tall. Thank you, Lord.
1: And the of life, Such sacrifice If not with my life I sing a band tonight. May the words I say and the things I do make my life song sing. Bring a smile
0: in. Would you stand with us as we sing it together?
1: Let my life song sing. Let my life song sing to you. I want to sign your name at the end of this day, knowing that my heart was true. Let my life song sing to you.
0: Lord, I just ask as We see how your word is so clear that you have a master plan for us. It's not so much what we want, unless what we want is what you want. But it's allowing you to come into our lives and take complete control, knowing that you will direct You'll direct the path. You'll allow the things that have happened to to be that which which, uh, connects to who you are and what you desire. You have a desire for glorious living in our lives as we follow the way that you plan. Could I just ask, I think as we end this service today I, I want to just agree with you if if you could say with even with your heads bowed and and just say you know pastor Gary you know I'm I'm a Christian I'm I'm secure in my relationship with God but but I see my life drifting a little bit more to the what I want what I think is cool what are my priorities instead of what your priorities are? If, if you're saying and kind of confessing to me and to God that that you want to kind of have a diagnostic check in your life and say, I want to, I want to it I want to turn that corner, go back to where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to do. Would you raise your hand? I'm just gonna agree with you. See that hand. See that hand. See that.
1: Let my life song sing to you. Let my life song sing to you. I want to sign your name at the end of this day, knowing that my heart was true. Let my life song sing to you.
0: Lord, just continue to work in our hearts, in the hearts and lives of, of the Word of Life family, as we go about our daily lives, daily lives that we want to even more align with your direction for us. Lord, give us protection. Keep your hand of protection over us. Uh, and, but also, Lord, allow us to realize out there is a mission field that we can encourage and, and lift up and bring closer to you through our lives and through our words. Lord, do your work in us. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen wonderful having Cindy with us. God bless you. You can see here after service. There'll be no service tonight. Enjoy some time with your
1: family or friends. God bless. See you soon.